Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses the sense perceptions. Welcome. Today I'd like to focus on the sense perceptions. There's a lot of teachings in Buddhism about the sense perceptions and how they work. Why is this of interest? It's very much of interest in terms of how we perceive our world and how we respond to our perceptions, how we color our perceptions, and how we can clarify our perceptions, going right down to the very simple sense perceptions. Traditionally, they're considered to be six senses. There's seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, and thinking. It's interesting that in Buddhism, the way we perceive thoughts is considered to be directly similar to the way we hear sounds or see sights. How do we perceive our world? We see sights, we hear sounds, perceive thoughts. Sometimes the image of a house is used. If you're like a house, the sense perceptions are like the windows. They're the windows that connect the inside and the outside. If the windows are clean, you have a clear perception of your world. If the windows are dirty or distorted, your world that you see is also distorted because you can't really see beyond the senses that you have. Uh, This becomes very clear if you think about studying animals and their way of sensing. There are many sense perceptions we don't have that other creatures do, and vice versa. Another thing about senses is that we often think that since we're just passive receivers through the senses of what is going on in the world around us, but actually that's not the case. So in looking at the experience of sensing, by observing that process very closely, as the great meditators have done, they've seen that it's not simply there's a sense organ that then comes in contact with a sense object that simply communicates that to the subject or the experiencer of the sense. But there's a third person, so to speak. There's what's called the sense consciousness. A perception isn't really a perception until it's registered somehow. And that's the role of the sense consciousness. So from the viewpoint of personal experience, for instance, you can be sound asleep, but your senses are still working. It's just that nothing is registering. The senses don't go off and on, but our perceptions go off and on. So it affects the world we perceive. On an ordinary level, our senses vary in their strengths. We may not be able to hear that well, or our sight may not be that clear, etc. Whereas others, other people may have very clear or stronger sense of ability, sensing ability, I guess you'd say. But even more importantly, at that sense consciousness level, when the sense is registered, it's also almost immediately interpreted according to our past experience, according to our preferences, according to our blind spots and our strategies and hopes and fears, preconceptions of all kinds. So step by step with each perception, we're creating a world. And then whatever we perceive fits into the world we've already determined. So in other words, we create our own world. It's not just passively taking in what's there, but it's taking what's there as a part of this world-building project. So we create a world that we inhabit, and it determines so much about how we go about things, how we relate to one another. So bottom line, we can't assume that we, ourselves, and others are in the same sensory world. 
what we're perceiving that's very clear to us may not be at all what someone else in the same exact situation is perceiving. There's a selectivity involved as well. There's a million perceptions coming in through all our senses every single second. And we we focus or notice or pick and choose which ones to register in our consciousness. So they're editing our world, you could say, in all sorts of ways that are invisible to us for the most part. If you observe your perceptions, you can also see how the senses have little hooks on them. The senses aren't all that relaxed, actually. It's more like we actually try to capture the world through our senses. We try to snatch up perceptions, collect them, make them our possession. So you could say that the whole issue of grasping, so central in Buddhist teachings, and such a major and ongoing obstacle, starts extremely simply at very small level with our sense perceptions themselves. It's like they've been co-opted by our ego strategy of securing our territory, building our territory, defending our territory, and that pattern of letting some things in and closing other things out, letting some people in, closing other people out. I had a friend who used to do a hilarious imitation of the typical tourist mentality. They'd walk around with a camera around their neck and their nose sticking out as though they were sniffing in as much of the experiences as they could possibly fit. The basic idea there was that a tourist goes off to some exotic places and opens up all their senses to kind of suck in experience, suck in as many experiences as possible. It's like having an internal photographer trying to capture every little experience and hold on to it and add it to their collection of cool experiences that they've had. I think of it as kind of a vacuum sucking up the world through your senses to hold it as some kind of credential. Hey, I went to Egypt. Isn't that cool? It's amazing to realize how difficult it is to simply sense our world without so much weight, so so many agendas, so many distortions. But we can observe these patterns, and we can shift the way we relate to our senses altogether. We can connect with our world, invite our world in with fewer strings attached. It's so beautiful we have all these senses that we can access so much of the power, challenge, and beauty of our world. And at the same time, the early arising of subtle grasping that links to almost every perception we have is the seed of so many of the obstacles and problems that make our life one of struggle rather than of ease. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.